everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Universe Within podcast. This episode of the show is being sponsored by the Amazonian Plant Healing Center at the Temple of the Way of Light. Uh, I've worked there for a number of years, so I can really attest to the quality and the just the overall uh, experience that they provide working with uh, predominantly ayahuasca and the Shipibo tradition, uh, running 12-day ceremony or 12-day workshops with six ceremonies, uh, four curanderos or healers, uh, two or three facilitators, a yoga teacher, uh, and they really just do amazing work. Um, I've seen at this point thousands of people uh, having really life-transforming experiences and, and coming away uh, with a really deep transformation, a respect, uh, humility, um, and, and a knowledge that they've really learned from doing this plant work. Um, and so if anyone is interested, uh, that's that's always the place I, I recommend to, to go and, and experience this work. So uh, you can find out more information about them at templeofthewayoflight.org. Uh, they were delayed in their opening, but they are supposed to open now uh, I believe in June of 2021, through the whole pandemic, they've been uh, having to, to stay closed. Um, but in June, they should be opening again. And uh, that leads me to today's guest, who's uh, my my buddy, Eduardo. And Eduardo and I met working at the Temple of the Way of Light. Um, and he's a he's a really good guy. Uh, he's a Portuguese guy, and he's spent the last number of years uh, living and working in Peru, uh, doing a, a long process of dieting and, and facilitating and, um, and really just delving deeply into this plant work. Uh, and I met him where he was working as a facilitator, a, a similar role that I do there. And, um, he's just, he's a really good guy. He's got a really big heart. He's, he's gone very deeply into this work. He's, he's, a, he's a very humble guy. Um, and uh, I, I have a lot of trust and respect in him. I, I think as a, as a facilitator, as a man, as a person, he's just he's a he's a really genuine guy, a really good guy, and and he comes uh, to this work from a place of having a really big heart, and that's um, it's a rare thing where where someone is really having a dedication and, and an open heart and, and, and really wanting to, to help people from a genuine place, not from any sort of self-centered place or, or place of grandiosity, but just a genuine desire to, to share the things he's learned. So it's a pleasure talking to him. Um, I, I hope you guys will, will get a lot out of this episode and, um, and yeah, I think that's it. So, uh, like always, if you're able to support this podcast, that's a really big help. Um, uh, a lot of us who've been doing this work, we've been out of work since the pandemic started uh, all the way back in, uh, March of 2020. And, um, for a lot of us, you know, as we see with the temple, uh, the work may not be opening until June potentially of next year. So, if you're able to help out uh, financially through the podcast, that's a really big support to keep these shows coming, to to allow me to, to bring on new guests. Um, 
It's possible to donate via PayPal, direct donation, and then there's the option of Patreon. And Patreon's a really good way. Uh, it's a monthly subscription, and there's different tiers you can sign up for, and you get a lot of added benefits uh, by signing up. Things like uh, early access to shows, Q&As, extended interviews, bonus material, and that's a really big help to me and, and for the show. So uh, there's a link in the show notes through Patreon. And if you're not able to do that, uh, simply going on the YouTube Universe Within podcast homepage and subscribing to the show is a really big help, um, turning on the notification bell and liking the video. And then with the audio version going on Apple Podcasts, also subscribing to the show and leaving a starred rating and a review. So to everyone who has uh, helped out with this show and whatever way you've been able to do that, thank you very much. I, I very much appreciate it. And without further ado, here is my conversation with Eduardo. It's good to see you. It's good to have you on. <laughs> good to see you too, man. Thank you so much for for the invitation. Yeah. So you're you're coming from uh, you're coming from Portugal right now, yeah? Yes, live and direct from Portugal. Um, yeah, it's nice to be here. It's been um, it's been really um, healing for me to be here, to be back home. Because mm. um, um, I've been traveling uh, constantly for the past 10, 12 years. So uh, it's kind of nice to come back here and to, uh, you know, to make peace with the, with the land again. To be, to be here yeah. with my family, friends as well. Yeah. So, yeah. All in all, it's a blessing to be here. So you, you're from Portugal originally. Yeah, that's where you were born. That's where you grew up. Yeah, I was born and raised here. Um, although my parents are from um, Cape Verde Islands, which are um, oh, wow. Portuguese colony. Um, so it's an archipelago of 10 islands uh, along the coast of Senegal. Um, so back in the day, um, you know, my parents traveled to Portugal and uh, like many other um, Africans looking for a better life, they traveled here in, um, in search of, you know, work, uh, better living conditions and a better future for their kids. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And then I was born here. And, um, yeah, born here, raised here, went to school here, so I'm kind of Portuguese, but at the same time, I was always like a foreigner, mm. <laughs> because, you know, I was not Portuguese, Portuguese, you know, I was, uh, yeah, so it was always this kind of thing of not really knowing where I belong, per se, you know, um, although through life I found my, you know, my ways and my people and uh, fit into society or whatever, but that was a hard time to, to navigate this uh, this thing of like, where am I? I'm not Portuguese, but yet I'm not Cape Verdean as well. So I was kind of in the middle of this. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was. I had to balance this um, this identity that I had to to do for myself until I um, yeah until I forgot all that and I I was like okay I'm not either this or that I am myself and I'm a human being and uh, yeah that's get it on that's it yeah. Yeah, man. 
Yeah, because Portugal still, I mean, I guess it's changing. There's a lot more Brazilian influx in there now, I guess. But I mean, for a long time, Portugal was a pretty kind of homogenous country. Like everyone was kind of looked the same and similar background and not a lot of immigration. Qu qu quite closed in a way, Portugal, yeah? Yes and no, I don't know. Um, uh, as well, this, 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 uh, this has always been like a... Um, um, place of passage for a lot of people just like kind of, kind of passing by um, because obviously you know here in um, the peninsula the Iberian Peninsula Spain and Portugal it's just like it's kind of a square but there there, there is a lot of people that need this food for all the Camino de Santiago and then they go up and then they come down the coast or they come through Spain and go up the, uh, the Portuguese coast up, up, up to North Spain and then out again into France and whatever. Um, so it's been always a lot of people coming and going here just to have a feel for it, to, to check it out, to, to see what's in here. And a lot of people actually um, um, kind of fall in love with the country and stay here. English people, German people, yeah. um, Belgian people. Um, so it's, it's been always this kind of um, people coming and going. So I think, which, which is good in a way because then you get to meet other people, so other cultures and other, you know, people that, that bring different flavors. Um, yeah, Brazilian people were here a lot. Um, obviously, the Cape Verdean people, people from Angola that we see here as well, uh, um, from Portuguese colonies, uh, Mozambique, Guinea, uh, Timor. Um, so it's funny to have all these different cultures coming in with, uh, with, their, with their flavor of, of food or music or way of dressing, um, ways of thinking, ways of seeing. So it's been always um, an interesting place to, um, um, to absorb this and to observe this as well. Yeah. Yeah. So like, what, what, was your, what was your life like growing up? You, you were most of the time in Portugal and, uh, and then, uh, I mean, how did, how did you get interested in, in, in plant medicine originally? Was that something that interested you from a young age, or it was something that happened more recent? Well, um, you know, it's, it, it, it's a question that has two ways of answering. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, uh, first of all, well, if I'm going to put it on the on the physical plane where we live, yeah, the plant medicine found me four years ago. Um, um, when I was, you know, in a, in a bad moment in time in my life. Um, but in the other, on the other side of the veil, uh, the plants found me uh, many years ago. And as we know, on the other side, there's no uh, time or space. So things happen as they happen as we go. Um, I got this information while I was uh, in a journey um, in Peru, actually that the, the plants have been watching over me for a long, long time, even when, from when I was a kid. You know, um, my mother, she, she always kept, kept uh, plants. And, um, you know, as a kid, yeah, I didn't really um, pay much attention to it, just that I had to water them sometimes. And I, you know, I really don't want to do it because I just wanted to play with mom. Yeah, she watered the plants. And it turns out that that was the exercise. Like, um, you know, the, the plants were looking after me while I was watering them. I was like eight, nine, ten. 
So in one of my ayahuasca visions, I saw myself watering the plants, but to to the eyes of the plants that I was watering. Mm. So the plants were watching over me while I was watering them. And this, I was like seven, eight, or nine years old. I also, um, you know, so in that sense, I can say that, yeah, the plants have been in my life for many, many, many years, or lifetimes even, I don't know. But, um, but yeah, when it comes down to the reason why I started to do medicine, uh, and that was four years ago, that was not too long ago. Because obviously, that's, um, so parents like yourself or many other people have been doing 10, 15, 20, 30 years, but it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, four years ago, and it started in a way that um, I will never forget. You know, I was in a, in a, I was in a bad place, basically. Um, psychologically, emotionally, was not in a, the best places. Um, but to understand, to get here, we actually have to go a little bit back to understand why I got there, actually. So, um, this is, I mean, this is an array of things, um, um, chain reaction of, of, of situations that dragged out for, for, uh, for many years, like, uh, since growing up. Um, obviously, we were living, um, you know, I was at school and close in, uh, in school, but we were not rich, we were like, just getting by sort of thing, living in the ghetto where there were many other African uh, families living. Um, it was beautiful in the sense that um, we kept the culture in there. You know, there was African music playing, there was barbecue African style, there was a lot of dancing, there were birthday parties, there were marriages and baptisms. And um, in that sense, it was beautiful. You know, there was... Um, you know, people came together, although we don't have anything, but we have the joy of living. The joy of, of sharing and caring and giving and, you know, and being united in this. We are poor, we don't have hot water in the, in the house, but we have joy in our hearts. And um, yeah, that, that was that was a really, uh, um, I say, a very um, empowering um, teaching for me. Of being like, okay, it's, it's not about the material or how do you look like or who you are in the sense of like um, people know this is like you know who you are it's very important for people I'm the, I'm the doctor I'm the judge I'm the professor I'm this I'm that okay great but what is in your heart that makes you be someone special how do other people feel when they are around you and that, and that for me, you know, since growing up, this it worked this part of me, this uh, this human part of down to earth sense of like, okay, we're all the same, we're all in this together. And I cherish that forever. This is, a, this is a, <laughs> one of my uh, major lessons that I take from there. Um, but yeah, then again, um, also in this, you know, poor neighborhoods, there's... Uh, of course, there are the other families and the love and all this, but there's also alcohol, drugs, um, delinquency, and uh, violent people, and uh, so it was a mix of both then again. And um, yeah, um, also my father was an alcoholic, um, so there was a lot of violence um, at home. Um, 
day in, day out, it was just like somebody crying. Um, so that carried on for a long time. So as long as I can remember, you know. And, uh, of course, I had good times with my dad as well, but <laughs> there was a lot of um, uh, there was a lot of pain, um, which of course, as a kid, I repressed that because, you know. Um, I just wanted to play and be a normal kid. When I went to school, I forgot all about what went down in the house. I just wanted to be a normal kid. I just didn't care about it. But as soon as I get in the house, it was a different mood. It was like completely shut down. And uh, obviously, with years of repressing that, um, it's created something inside of me, like this, you know, this snowball of energy that kept on growing and growing unconsciously. Um, and then, yeah, I grew up and I went through life, obviously, um, things happened. Um, I kind of, you know, integrate myself well with people, friends, I started playing music. Um, so I was 14 years old, I started playing music with uh, my best friends back then. And, um, you know, I could always kind of like numb this, this, this feeling of um, that, that terror, that violence, that, you know, fear. <laughs> That was kind of like always there, but I could like um, somehow I could mask it very well. Yeah, because I had to, I had to just keep going, you know, I just have to keep living. So you just have to do stuff. Um yeah, but sure enough, it, yeah, it kind of um, kind of came back and uh, catch up with me and started to um, manifest in different areas of my life that I didn't recognize it as, as such back then. But it kind of like started to, you know, um, yeah, manifesting relationships with women or, you know, with friends, I could never, I just, I just didn't become, um, uh, I became very unbalanced very quickly. I couldn't keep a relationship, I couldn't be trustworthy, I couldn't, you know, I was emotionally violent, I, I, I never touched the woman, you know, <laughs> but I was always emotionally, um, like doing, um, like I said, blackmailing, stuff like this, you know. I wasn't um, a pure down-to-earth guy as I learned how to be. Because, okay, I, I, that, that, that part I really worked um, on me, but the other part then with the violence um, got this bad person out of me. And uh, I blame myself for years, so I want to say that, no, man, this, this, this was a consequence, you know, of, 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 of that happening. With, with all those years of uh, violence and abuse, so um, yeah, don't, don't don't beat on yourself. Don't not just just pat yourself in the back and say, "Hey, you are here. You are still alive, and you can um, you know move through this." Because um, so it's life, man. We uh, we are not uh, in charge of anything, really, but we are in charge in the way that we deal with. It. That's the only thing that we. Um, and we can yeah, have some sort of control. Okay, we can take this as a lesson and move on and try to help other people. And this was a, uh, I don't know, it was a very big motivation to, uh, to start working with plant medicine as well. Mm-hmm. So when you when you started working with plant medicine, that was in that was in Peru where you started. Um, I started in Europe actually. Um, I was living in, um, so I, um, first I was living in England, 
uh, was for five years in England, and then um, I moved to, um, to the Netherlands because I had um, some sort of a relationship there, and then became a little bit more serious, and um, yeah, just moved there, we were living together, and um, yeah, just eight months uh, passed, and then we broke up. Um, it was a shame because, you know, I was really in love with uh, this woman, and um, and yeah, so it is that life sometimes uh, brings surprises. So um, so we broke up, but before we break it, broke up, we went to do ayahuasca. Um, it was uh, with just a couple of mestizos, so, uh, shamans, um, uh, which was really good. Um, but yeah, you know, I saw a lot of things, um, a lot of things that I didn't understand prior. Uh, about myself, about my relationships, about my family, about everything. Um, I saw it from the spiritual um, realm, and I was like, "Whoa!" I was so, I was so impressed by it. I was so like, "Wow! Is is this possible? Can I?" You know, I I, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't put it into words even today, because uh, of course one lives a life thinking about things in this way and uh, that way and that way and then something comes up and destroys that. Um, and the fact that it destroys that, it creates something even bigger. So um, I was really amazed by it. And um, yeah, so it turns out that then we broke up and then I was really in a bad shape uh, psychologically then again, the problem of not keeping relationships. And, and then, yeah, then I, I figured out, I mean, I've done two ceremonies, and these two ceremonies showed me so much that I was like, hey, there's, there's something here. I don't know where it is. I still don't know where it is, but there is something here. Um, so I had the call to, um, to, to go to the jungle, and um, yeah, I'm going in and go deeper, and then plant medicine. You know, I had no idea. You know, of course, um, I said those two ceremonies, but that was just like the tip of the iceberg. So, um, yeah, when I went to the jungle for the first time uh, with my diet, I was like, okay, this is, uh, this is something else here. So um, then there I got revealed all these things. I was saying to you that the plants were looking after me for a long time. Um, they showed me as well, um, you know, parts of my life where, you know, I was lonely and um, thinking about, you know, um, why am I so alone in this pain? Because you know, I was keeping that pain for myself. Because I, I you know, I, I put a really good mask on, <laughs> and um, you know, and you know, I went to places in this diet that he showed me my strength in in, in owning this pain for myself. You know, me as one to this pain. Okay, well, whatever. Yeah, I feel it, and um, and to get up there. And to fight, so to speak, you know, because um, I didn't, I never went kind of like down with that thing. That thing never, never kind of like dragged me down. For a little bit, obviously, yeah, okay, but I was always able to stand up and get out there and fight. So she showed me um, my strength without all the process. You know, being in pain or being confused, a bit depressed, yeah, but you know, then as well, there was, you know, some um, 
some substance use, uh, alcohol, and smoke a lot of marijuana and other stuff. Um, that didn't help, but still, behind all that, there was always this core strength that carried me through all that. So um, when I might have thought to myself, that was the wrong path, that was the wrong way, that was bad. No. <laughs> that was uh, that was what it took me to get here where I am right now. You know? Although I'm very aware that it's way much more to go along with that. I mean, the, the, road is, the road is down is super long. But still, um, that was all part of this. And this is all part of what is there to come. So, um, then again, uh, it's not what happens to you, it's how you deal with it. So, I kind of had to um, kind of learn how to, to accept things as they come a little bit more after, after that diet. Just change me the perspective on that thing. You see that, you know, the interconnectedness of everything. You know, the plants and the trees and the animals singing in the jungle and the, and the Icaros and the Maestros and the Mapacho and the, all these synchronicities in the, in, the, in the ceremony setting. It just, you know, it just provoked some profound healing in my, uh, in my spirit and my soul. So, um, yeah, that, that completely uh, changed my life. And then, yeah, then I got this information that I should, you know, maybe use a little bit of... Uh, the way I do which is music and uh, try to help other people more with, uh, with that in a conscious way. So um, then, yeah, then I decided to start uh, to start working with plant medicine, which plant board, the one that actually called me in, in the sense of like, okay, I would like to do more, but I don't know uh, where or who. And luckily, the shaman that, the culinero that I was working with at the time was a mestizo culinero. And um, so we did a diet there in, in Peru. And then he, he does tours as well there. He or did, I don't know if to go. Um, and then, so yeah, I finished my diet and then when I came back to Portugal, to, um, I was in Holland, sorry, at that time. Went back to Holland and he gave me a call. Hey, would you like to come in and play in the ceremony? Like, yeah, why not? You know, because <laughs> back at that time, I. I stopped like working um, normal jobs. Like um, I used to work a lot in uh, hotels, restaurants, bars, uh, so sort of like all this whole stuff. But I just had enough for that. So um, I was I was busking in the street. That was exactly what I was doing. Because since I came back from the jungle, I refused to go and look for a job, which people call a normal job, nine to five, nine to five. I refused to do that. So I was just, um, yeah, I was just busking on the street, day in, day out. It's raining, snowing, cold. And if you didn't answer that, it can be really cold there, January, February, March. So, um, yeah, so when I put that energy onto the world, which was into, as, like, this is what I want to do. I want to do music. I want to, you know, this is what I want to do. I don't want to be working for a boss or anything. This came to me, which was then the Colonel came to Europe and he gave me a call. And he said, Hey, would you like to come and play in a ceremony? It's like, Yeah, why not? I mean, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just playing on the street anyway. So, uh, yeah, I went to play the ceremony. It went well. I said, Oh, great, man. Would you like to come and play another ceremony? I was like, Okay, awesome. 
there was another ceremony. It was like, wow, this was awesome. It was like one of those ceremonies that was like, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then he invited me. He was like to tour Europe with me. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, man. We're, yeah, we're gonna fly to Italy next uh, in the next four or five days. So and then Italy, Germany, Norway, uh, Spain, Czech Republic, Switzerland. I mean, I was just touring Europe for three and a half years. And yeah, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> so beautiful, man. So beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah. And yeah, I'm, 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 I'm so thankful for that. Yeah. Really. And so when I met you, we were, uh, we were working together at the the Amazonian Plant Medicine Center, the Temple of the Way of Light. And um, you had, by that point, you had also begun working with Shipibo as well, yeah? Was was that something that you were you were interested in or it just kind of happened that way? But how did you, how did you kind of combine or transition from this Mestizo lineage to also working with uh, Shipibo? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Um that was an interesting uh, uh, shift. Um, it just kind of happened naturally, you know, because uh, obviously, um, since I started to do uh, medicine, obviously we always heard about, you know, Tiso, Chipibo, Anawa, Schwab, all these different people that do medicine. And um, and the Chipibo were, were always in this high regard about, uh, from everybody. And you know, obviously, there was always there. Um, there was always this thing there calling me to calling me to in a, a ceremony. Um, I do love the Mesiso way also of doing ceremony because um, they are different, um, and I love it because it has more instruments. And I'm obviously as a musician, I really like instruments. They play you know guitars and drums and and flutes and, and rattles and stuff like this. And I really like that. Um, but then when I did um, um, a ceremony with the Shipibo, which was in, in Quito's, it was like the second or third, second time I went to do Quito's, I think, first or second, I'm not sure. Um, I was like, okay, this is, this is a different ballgame. Yeah. This is, uh, they, don't, they, don't, <laughs> they don't use any instruments, just the voice, the buckle, and hopefully they're on that's all they wow. It was like I went to, you know, the, went to this washing machine, you know, like, just the Icaros. That, I mean, everything that I've learned from from from, um, from the Mestizo and every experience that I had with the, the Mestizo, they're still there solid, like they were huge in terms of transformation events. But this one's with the Shipibo completely um, shifted everything that I thought I knew <laughs> about ayahuasca and, and actually told me that I don't know a thing about ayahuasca. Like, I still <laughs> hold it dear, that information in my, uh, my quarter, which is, I still don't know anything. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and, and that's it, man. That's, that's, that, that was the, the, the shift for me. Um, the knowing that I don't know. 
you know, because I thought I knew, and and, and that was the biggest mistake. Um, this is my experience was to think that you actually know or dominate something. Uh, in this case, plant medicine, maybe the world is so vast and so, I don't know, so, um, so full of wonders and beauty and traps and light and dark. It's a roller coaster. So um, after this ceremony, the Shipi, I got this knowledge about, okay, um, so when I, when, I, when I know for myself that I don't know nothing, then I need to start building stuff. And, um, and ceremony after ceremony, then when she started to, okay, find ways to the grid, to the spiritual grid, to the realm, start to, you know, um, more openness, more friendliness, more to be aware that there are entities that come to our aid. There are certain plant diets that can help you with a certain ailment. There's, you know, certain, um, a certain even um, songs for certain um, situations that need to be, um, and, and you say addressed as well, vapor um, baths, plant um, healing, so flower baths, all these things kind of like, um, yeah, just, it just opened for me a new world of possibilities uh, within the, the plant medicine that I didn't need up until then. So, um, yeah, yeah, are now. And so then you you started also dieting with the Shipibo, or you were just assisting in ceremony with that. Um, with Shipibo, then um, so um, so after I stopped working with this mystic um, shaman, then I started to do some work on my own in Europe, um, and then yeah, I started to go more to um, to Peru myself, um, just on my own. Um, yeah, and then I started to find diets. Um, I was actually um, as well by the by Alaska Foundation. Mm. Um, it, it's funny that you had Carlos Tanner here. And, uh, yeah, I, was, I did one of those courses because um, then I was working also with the project in the Netherlands um, to surf plant medicine. Um, but you know, uh, this project was you know the person that was ahead of it. He had a serious mindset about. Uh, plant medicine and not to uh, do ceremony and and, and take a lot of importance to to the people facilitators to be really well trained in order to open the center. So yeah, so um, so we went to um, to Peru to uh, to the course, which was um, yeah two months um, two months in the jungle. That up until then was the longest that I stayed in the jungle. Life and, and uh, yeah, it's the most uh, the most powerful uh, diet that I ever done. Mm-hmm. It was um, super intense, very unique, um, you know, and, and, and the sort of plants and trees that we diet there really change your perception about, or it changes my perception about everything that I need up to that point. And again, um, so it was kind of like an upgrade top of the upgrades that I got um, in previous months. Mm. And um, yeah, my two months of diets and uh, I fasted for nine days. And, you know, you just, uh, just, you just get so, uh, it's like you rewilding yourself. Yeah. Going back to your true source, 
true nature sort of thing. No electronics, no hot water, no not a couch, no no sugar, no salt, no gas piece, no alcohol, no I mean all these things um they kind of strip him down to the point of like okay, this is you raw. This is who you are. So um, this diet's brought me to this place of like, okay, this is why I'm without all those things, all this, uh, not only material, material things, but also, you know, in your mind, you know, because also part of, uh, a very important part of dieting is your mind. Um, your mind, yeah, <laughs> it can be a blessing or it can just drive you crazy. And then um, the dieting place, um, it's just a good place to go crazy as well. Um, but also, I see it that going crazy, it's a very healthy going crazy. I think it's, it's, it's a very part of the healing. Like when you, um, when you are out there, with, you, know, uh, you know, all these things that you want to grab on for pleasure, like eating too much or holding the phone or watching a movie or, or, or going out or whatever, you cannot do these things to satisfy your uh, your natural instinct or uh, your sort of like you want to cover um, you want to get happiness instant happiness um, but you cannot get those things in general because uh, you cannot run away from that you cannot run away from yourself <laughs> and that's the hardest part of the, of the dieting process at least for me I always found it uh, interesting and uh, that was a really big part of the year being alone with my thoughts, see, understand how my mind works. It's an interesting uh, thing to, uh, to observe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, why, uh, I mean, probably a lot of people listening to this, uh, I would imagine some have done dietas, some some may be familiar with them, and, and some may have absolutely no idea what we're talking about but but how would you i mean you, you did a good job of describing kind of some of that process of the dieta but why why would someone want to do a dieta and and, and what do you think is the i mean obviously the, the the process is going to be so different for people but but what are some of the things you've seen in yourself or maybe in other people that that someone emerges from that experience uh I mean, obviously, you would hope to be changed; otherwise, you wouldn't do it. So, what, what do you what do you think is happening in that process? Because, I mean, that process of a dieta it's very specific to the Shipibo, obviously, and, and there's some other groups who work with it too. But it, it's a very common archetype that you see all over the world in a lot of spiritual or religious practices. This idea of fasting, of isolation, of observing the mind, uh, and, and and then you couple that with working with plants, you know, ingesting this plant. And, and also, you know, often with this work, we talk about this idea of spirit, of, of getting in contact with spirit, whether that's a, a plant spirit or, or God or something mm-hmm. or within ourselves. So what, maybe you can, I know that's kind of a big question, but just kind of talking about that, that process of dieting and what someone can expect and, and, and why why they would do that and what they would come out with. Okay, yeah, some question. Um, of course, obviously, um, 
I can also talk from my experience. Um, obviously, as I said, a lot of people do diets as well, and they do uh, maybe resonate with these things. But for somebody that never did a diet, um, why would they do a diet? It's, um, it's, a place, it's a place of knowing itself. You know, and um, it's a state of like really being um, vulnerable, instead of openness, you know. And it's also, a, it's also considered a, a rebellious move, I can, um, I can, I can assume. Like, okay, everybody else is being quiet and paying the bills and going to work and doing nine to five and shutting up. Why do you want to wake up? What, what, what are you doing there? So I see it as well um, as, um, as, as a path of, of healing for oneself. And it's also a path of healing for the collective. Right? Because um, I think as well as, as we heal ourselves and, and, and raise our vibrations, we are also um, helping the collective to, to, to rise. Even if we know it or not, but that's, that's kind of like, you know, established that, that happens. You know? Even with good meditation, you, you rise on the vibration. You know, so this unified field that you create with, uh, with, uh, with doing this type of work, um, plants, uh, with meditation, with yoga, different, different um, uh, plant treatments. This, this, is, this is helping people to raise the vibration. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's, a it's a tough process because not a lot of people can do this of, uh, of being in general. I'm not going to tell you the first time I went to the general, I stayed there for two weeks and it was, you know, the second week was already starting to be too much for me. Um, because I didn't know I was new to dieting, so I didn't really know how to carry myself to thought through the process. Um, now I really, I know a bit more because I've been there two months straight, so it's, 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 it's all in here. <laughs> you just have to take it as it comes and just, uh, just, and just go, go slowly. Don't, um, don't give it all in one go one night and you're not just just let things flow as um as the jungle flows you know that was one thing that, that really fascinated me which, which was the jungle the, the spontaneous the, the spontaneity of the jungle if that's where you know um just like getting out of the um, with my combo and just sitting and just looking at the jungle just feel the jungle just, just see how, just that that piece of the calm and just the birds flying. The, you know everything that happens in such a unique timing, and everything has this purpose to be there on that very second. You know that 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 little bit of wind that blew. You know that that flower and that. Little petal just fall, and then the ant goes and sits on top of the petal. So for me, it was um, it was always that teaching from from the inside out, but getting the teaching from the jungle. So because um, the diet is not only taking the plants and doing having ceremonies and purging, that's obviously a big part of it. But as important is the jungle. 
the jungle is one big part of the life process. And uh, she talks to you, talk to me, and say she can really, um, you know, the trees can talk to you, the little animals can talk to you, the water that is running, look if you have some uh, place with water close by. They always talk to you too, and it's kind of a guidance. Um, so it's kind of like the jungle comes inside of you, knows what you know, knows what you need. And then through the ayahuasca and with the maestro and, uh, and um, the medicine, um, to the maestro and the Icaros, all of these things will come, will come to the tone, will come up. This has happened to me, and um, I, you know, I, I pretty much can say that a lot of people that I've met on diets that um, the jungle is a big part of, um, of the diet as well. Um, People could say, yo, but um, can you not diet like in, in Russia or Brazil, Brazil of course, or in, you know, whatever, Yugoslavia or in America? Of course you can diet anywhere. You can diet whatever. But the Amazon jungle has something that this vortex of energy that is there is nowhere else. It plus depends, depends that you are ingested. They are from there, so there's a, I mean, there's there's a very special quality to diet in the Amazon jungle, and um, and of course diets diets are good for healing and for learning, for expanding, ascending. and. You can do all these things at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, they say, "Oh, I'm going to the jungle to you. Oh, I'm going to the jungle to learn. Oh, I'm going to go to the jungle because I want to expand. I want to go to the jungle for this and for that." All these things can take place at their own time. Obviously, you always get what you need because that's just how it is. But you can get all of these things on divine time. So once you, once you learn, you can grow. And learning is, you know, learning is healing. Healing is learning sort of thing. They're kind of hand in hand together, I figure. And, um, and yeah, man, there's just so much more that we can say about that. About Obviously, also, um, I'm, I encountered um, um, a less shiny, um, part of the plants, which was uh, um, a little bit of a, um, you say bujeria, but it was kind of some bad stuff coming at me for uh, quite a long time. Uh, you know, for me, I couldn't believe that. You know, my my, um, my start, my beginning with the, the plant medicine was, was so beautiful, so wow, so, you know, shiny and you know, and the universe and the trees and plants and ancient uh, Egypt and all this beautiful things. And then from that, we went to total darkness, like, you know, like me sitting on the ceremony, just, I don't know, not fully being able to open. Because I was scared of everything that was happening in the ceremony. Dark stuff flying by and things falling from the ceiling and things creeping about and 
not even understand why. And um, so there's also that. Um, after the diet, I managed to be most of it. Um, so I've done so many ceremonies, man. I was doing uh, way too many ceremonies. And um, doesn't matter. For me, to a certain point, I mean, of course, you can um, you can clean yourself as much as you like. Hopefully, you don't watch. You all the prayers. You can sing all the details. But in the end, being in a ceremony room like with 20, 30 people, every week for months, there's going to be something that's going to win. At least I, I experienced that um, first time. And uh, still to a point where there was a lot of things happening in me that wasn't me. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh, and that's when I prepared to, uh, to diet again. And, um, and so the diet, then again, the diet is this as well. Diet will strip everything that doesn't belong to you will just uh, eventually be removed if you, um, if you deliver yourself to the work as well, commit yourself to the work. You know, in, um, in every sense of the, uh, you know, not fantasizing about eating cookies or fantasizing about having sexual relationships, just being on diet clean and then, um, and when you're fasting, you're fasting and you're not cheating, you're having. You know, chocolate in the, in the bag that you bought from town, or you know, just fully commit. And one thing that I really got from the from the pipes as well was that the more you know, the more you commit, the more you will get from it. It's like it's that simple. Simple. And yeah, I just yeah, I believed in it and I went for it. And, um, and I did nine days. I was fasting for nine days. Yeah, that was the first time I ever did that. And, uh, oof, that's so much for it. So, so much for it. And then at the end of the last I wanted to let it simple. You understand now? <laughs> I was like, wow. Just for real, man. Just really for real. So thankful. So, so, so thankful. Again. Yeah, man. You, yeah. you mentioned this idea. I mean, obviously, I think what what drew you and, and what draws so many people to this work is kind of as you, as you described in the beginning, like the, these experiences that, that you couldn't even put into words, that they really shifted your worldview, shifted your, your, your past, your, your present, how you think of yourself and how you see the world and... And, you know, these experiences that are really transformational, really profound. And I think some people, when they begin to do this work, like you were describing, sometimes this darkness comes up. You use this word, brujeria, which is often translated as like witchcraft or you know, darkness, dark energy. How would you describe that? Because I think that's a, that's a question a lot of people have. <laughs> I mean, it's you know, people who begin to do this work and inevitably that can be something that comes up. I think what a lot of people don't realize is even in these countries where these plants come from, like ayahuasca in Peru, I mean, up until very recently, 
I would say the majority of people actually looked at this work as witchcraft. I mean, they, that, that way of looking at it is still very prevalent. Uh, and, you know, there, there's probably many reasons for that, whether it's Christianity or the, the demonization of indigenous people who work with plants. And, but even, even in that indigenous worldview, they very much also believe in this idea of darkness or witchcraft. So do you think that's just an, an inevitable part of, of, of the experience of life? I mean, in order to have light, you have to have darkness. In order to have a good experience, you have to also know a bad experience. And so do you think that was kind of just part of your process of, of after having these amazing experiences, you also had to experience the opposite of that in order to, to kind of overcome that to, in, in a way to find your power. Uh, because so much of this work, it, you know, we, we often kind of refer to it as like the hero's journey. And a big part of that hero's journey is, is going into the cave and, and, and overcoming the dragon, <laughs> which is so fascinating. I think I mentioned this a, a couple of podcasts, but um, I was looking at the etymology of the word dragon and it actually comes from serpent. It means a winged serpent. Uh, but then the etymology of serpent is really fascinating because actually it means light. And it means the light that's reflected back. So even that archetypical hero's journey where you're, 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 you're going and you're slaying the dragon. <laughs> I mean, literally it means you're going and you're, you're looking at the light that's reflected back at you. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's incredible. It's a beautiful parallel. Yeah. So how, how would you, because I think that's something that, that a lot of people are confused by and, and there's so many different ways of looking at uh, that. What, what does that mean to you? Kind of that idea of whether you call it brujeria or, or as you described it, darkness. And is that just something that's an inevitable part of everyone's path? You know, the, the, the deeper one goes, you know, because you also said this idea, which I think is really important, which is you get out of this work what you put into it. You know, nothing's free. And that's that's a really important thing. You, you know, if you just go do a dieta and you pay some money and you don't follow anything and you don't have a good intention, you don't put in the effort. Yep. What are you going to get out? <laughs> you get what you get, man. <laughs> but... But I think, you know, for a lot of people like yourself, when you, when, you have a, when you have a calling and you have this intention to really go in and do that work, inevitably difficulty is going to come up. So, again, I know that's kind of a big question, but maybe just talking a bit about that idea of darkness or brujeria, you know, what that means for you and what, what you've learned from that. Right. Um, yeah, man, it's, um, then again, uh, it's one of those questions because, you never will know for sure, I guess. But um, I know what I've been through, and uh, I know what a lot of people have been through. And then, it's, I can say that it's, it's, it's been fascinating in a way for me to see this, this world of, of uh, first of all, of, uh, of, of curanderos, heroes, maestros. And I'm just finding curious that there's this um, war for power sort of thing, like on my soul attacking another one, or another one attacking another one, or the other one wants to be more powerful. And people stealing diets from one another and uh, stealing energy, throwing darts to each other. So that's that's for me just like 
off the bat, like one of the most like wow factors as well. It's very curious because um, for me, with my mind, I couldn't. Uh, with my heart, I kind of. With my heart, I could not understand why, if we are doing this work, why do we want to hurt other people? Or, or be more important than, than other people? Or why shall I hurt somebody so that I can ascend to a, to a different um, stage or whatever? So, how is that like a difficulty to, um, to deal with that, uh, with that factor? But it is something that happens. And there's this um, spiritual warfare that's going 24-7, that's just never ending. And I uh, started to make my peace with it. And um, in a way of like, okay, this exists. And yeah, yeah, I'll just do the work that I do and I just uh, follow the path that I feel that I do, that I want. What can I say? Um, I have to follow the path that I feel is more in accordance to my spirit, or that resonates more with my vibration. And then, and that's been the path of, um, of, of life, of helping other people. Like, you know, for me, the medicine has done so many beautiful things and it's taken me so, um, you know, take me from a place so deep and put me up here and just, you know, allow me to be, you know, just happy and free and spontaneous and, you know, and without a burden in my my shoulders, and so clear and so sharp and creative and happy, and you know, I want other people to have this as well. You know, so um, so for me, that idea of doing wrong to other people was always didn't fit. It doesn't still, but I understand that. Um, but when it comes down then to to this stuff stuff and uh, whatever um, you know nothing comes nothing comes um, started doing something's gonna happen um, you know I don't, it's a hard thing to say here because um, um, I don't want to also be saying stuff that I'm not 100% sure you know but it, it was given to me uh, this information in the ceremony that somebody was really um, uh, jealous of me and, and really didn't want to didn't want me to succeed and I was like succeed well, I'm succeeding every day every, <laughs> every day that I get out of bed I'm succeeding so what's going on man but yeah then again jealousy power people that you know they, 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 they see you shining a big light they want a piece of it you know shit you can sing you can play the guitar you got charisma you know so um i was giving giving this information to um you know the plants they work in a way that's incredible so it was like a line of information coming down my brain like thinking with the other person's brain yeah, I like this, I like that, yeah, the look of life that I want, I want this. I was like, damn. So I just kind of like pushed that thing away and I spoke to my partner. And then the ayahuasca told me that this is a, this is actually a being that, you know, exists in this universe that is thinking this about. And in order to get that, that, that being will send you dark stuff. 
can try to make you paranoid and, and afraid. And, and, and again, for a while, you kind of, um, um, for a while, you kind of happen. Um, and it's funny because this also brings me back again to my uh, to my childhood and to my uh, fear, 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 paranoia kind of thing. You know, are these things anyhow connected? To some extent, I don't know. Why am I supposed to have this feeling again and again and again and again? Am I playing something from previous life, or what's 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 going on? Um, so yeah, this this caused me a little bit of paranoia as well because I was uh, I wasn't sure of what was happening, and um, all of what I knew was that you know every time I drink, you know, the medicine, um, forty minutes later I'm coming in a place that I it's like a dark hole that is full of you know entities that I don't want to see, vibrations that I don't want to have, and I'm cold and I'm shaking and I can't wait for the ceremony to finish. And, um, and, I, and I cannot have that, not, not as a facilitator and not as a human being. I cannot, I cannot be in that, in that thing, you know. And um, but then again, as you said, this, this goes through the ages, you know, the wishcraft and, uh, you know, and for society as well, people that do stuff that is out of the ordinary, people that work with all, the, with all these different healing modalities. And you go to, to the world, you know, to, to dark ages, even the ones that live in the woods that do potions and uh, and work with natural remedies to, to other people. Those are the freaky ones, kind of thing. But you know, at the same time, those are the ones who are healing the people. But then it depends which road are you taking, right? Because some people take the road to, uh, to help each other, and other people, you know, take the other road, which is to take from others. You know, and, um, and I think that this this will be always this eternal war between life and death. They, they kind of need each other, basically. So um, that will always be there. You know, um, I mean, you know, in one hand, I'm, then again, I feel blessed for it as well. As I said, as well, throughout my life, when I lost my um, my direction, and, um, and I started, you know, taking substances and losing the sense of what's normal and, uh, you know, drinking too much and all this type of stuff. So that wasn't bad. That was that, that wasn't what it was. So when it comes down to this part of, um, of the medicine, it's like, okay, now I had this brilliant phase with a lot of light and love and beauty. And then I have this dark period of like, I don't want this. This, this, is, this, is, this is wrong. I don't want this for my life. Um, so at the end of this run, the plants are telling me the same thing, like, this is not bad, this is not wrong, this is, this, this, this is for you to understand that there is also this. So um, if you want to work with, if you want to keep working with the medicine, you need to see, you know, both sides of the spectrum. And um, yeah, I was like, whoa, all right, okay. Whew. This was really tough on me, like, um, you know, she was testing me as in, hey, if, if he can take this, then he can do this to me. If, if you're not going to run away after this, <laughs> which <laughs> a lot of people do, then you are fit to do this to 
per se, you know, because then again, there's there's different ways of, of doing this work, um, as in facilitating, and as you know, as we did in, in, in the retreat in Peru, which is you are the facilitator, but then there are the coordinators, seeing um, um, you know, the intros and the rounds and all that. Or you can facilitate in a way that I facilitate here in Europe, which is I I, I do my own ceremonies. So I've been doing my own, uh, my, own uh, my own ceremony since I uh, left the other man. So that's why I went to Peru to, to learn. And, um, I'll keep on going. I was supposed to be there right now dieting, but obviously the world is on the way it is. So as soon as um, um, it opens, I will go again to diet. Um, so yeah, as I was saying, um, so if there's, there's a difference between facilitating in a way of which you are the space holder in a way of like you are the bridge between the, the participants and the maestros, um, which is great. And then there's the facilitation in the other way, because I don't call myself a maestro, I call myself a space holder, you know, a facilitator, a musician, whatever, um, which I do here in Europe, which is um, then I do my own ceremonies, then I sing the barrels, and also play guitars and this and that. But it's more focused on the um, um, you know, shamanic uh, Amazonian world. So, um, so the medicine told me. So, I mean, if you didn't run away yet, like it's because yeah, you kind of uh, got it in you to, to keep on going. Because um, although you've seen a lot of bad stuff, this is only she always tells me this. This is the the aspect. There's always more. There's always more. There's always more. And um, I always find out to be more and more and more and more. And more. And a part of me is kind of curious, but also with not fear, but like in a very respectful way, like, yo, hey, this is something, you know, it's, uh, it's well careful here on this path because it's, uh, it's very important. Mm -hmm. you know? yeah, yeah, I mean, those are, those are very human qualities too. You mentioned, you know, the, these ideas of like jealousy, envy, anger, power, it's, uh, you know, I think sometimes we, we think about like the world of spirit as something very foreign, but it's also very human too. And, mm. and these are qualities that everyone experiences. And I think under the effects of these medicines, they can, they can become very exaggerated, very, very heightened as well. And, and very real. I mean, even outside of that medicine space, I mean, those are very powerful qualities, right? I mean, we probably all, Jealousy, envy, anger, power—they're—they're. They're, they can be very kind of corruptive forces. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, what was what's what has that experience been like for you? Of, of more and more stepping into that role of of facilitating, of singing, of working on people. Uh, what's that been like for you? I mean, it's it seems like it's been a kind of a gradual process. You've been stepping into that the last few years, but what's that been like? And what have you what have you learned? What are what are some of the things? Because uh, obviously, working in ceremony with with a lot of people, you're you're learning a lot of things, experiencing people's processes that they go through. Um, I'm sure you see a lot of. I mean, obviously everyone's process is unique, but I'm sure you see a lot of common archetypes of, of, of experiences and things people are working on. And so what's, uh, maybe you can talk a little bit about that, of what kind of what you've seen, what you've learned from that experience. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, um, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's very interesting. Um, it's beautiful to see the um, um, humanity from from a from perspective of like we're all the same. Right? Because when you are in the ceremony room and you sit down to have that drink, you're not a teacher, you're not a doctor, you're not a football player, you're not a model, you're not a TV presenter. You are a human being. So um, it's it's interesting to, to do with people on those days. Because, you know, I mean, um, obviously you're not only serving the medicine as you are um, facilitating space and getting uh, the treat together. So um, people will you know, naturally be more open to you. But, um, but it's good to see between themselves as well. To see how people are really humble on that, uh, on that sense. So I've been learning a lot about, I've been learning with other people's learnings because some people, even the ones they get there with a bit of an attitude on Thursday, by Sunday they are a different person and they, the other ones hugging everybody else. So it's interesting to see this shift on people's um, perceptions of self and us as a whole, like as in, in the way that we are all related, you know, by things we, we feel in our lives, like, like pain and sorrow, anger, anxiety, depression, and all this stuff. Um, yeah, we all know that. Um, or, or every, most of the people that come to, 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 to the retreats. And have experienced some form the some disorder, um, so they can relate to each other in that sense. So for me, it's been um, um, yeah, it's been wonderful to observe that, and as well that you know, um, one thing that I got uh, from um, all the retreats that I have done, you know, whatever, everybody's looking for love. That's the ultimate desire, not even love of a relationship or whatever, it's love. People are just looking for love. And that's and, and that's happening everywhere. Everywhere I go with everybody in you know, speaking, this is the this is the main thing that people are looking for. And um, and you know for me the, the um, what makes me really happy is that they might, they may not find love in those two or three days, but they will have planted a big seed in there. You know, um, to some extent, the medicine always shows you the love that you possess inside. But then, then again, it's when you get out there that you have to manifest that, you have to integrate that and manifest that into the form, right? Um, but at least they, they will have planted a big, a big seed over there. So um, for me, for me, that's one of the most important things to to crack people open in a way, plant that seed, close it off, and then follow people as in like you have to, you know, stay in touch with people, email on the phone sometimes. It's kind of a post, um, you know, like we do with uh, people. Uh, post-retreat um, uh, guidance. So um, when you see that beauty coming, uh, reflecting from, from other people, 
En het is niet, het is meer sense of work. Wow, and, yeah, this is a good purpose. You know, this is a good purpose, this is why I do this. Is, um, to, there's nothing more honorable for me than to, uh, to help others. You know, um, that gives me less joy. It gives me um, less joy to just to people can change their life in such a short period of time. Um, they can open up and understand that there is more than our worries, there is more than our material desires, there is more than in our jobs, there is more than you know, a bad relationship, there is more than you know, a friend that backstabs you, whatever. There's, there's way more, there's universal love, universal consciousness that we have to tap into. You know, to find our own work. Um, and the plant really, um, allows us to do that. And um, yeah, for me, it's, it's just a, it's, it's an honor to be part of this process. Um, so yeah, this is this is what I get mostly from people that are from um, the retreat. Um, and then for me, for myself, as a personal, uh, personal um, role, per se, with the medicine, of course, there's it's kind of divided, like as a more facilitator, this is me as a person that's keeping, keep on keeping, because I mean, the healing is never done. Uh, some people actually, <laughs> some guy once uh, just told me like, yo man, I mean, how many times have you drank ayahuasca? I said, I don't know, man, I just really don't, don't, don't keep count. But well over a hundred, yeah? I was like, probably, yeah. Well, man, you should be an angel by now. I was like, no, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. The other way around. <laughs> Almost the other way around. You're more confused even. <laughs> uh, it was kind of funny because the way he was saying that, it was like, because he had this, this, this glow in his eyes looking at me like, yo, man, you're like a saint now. It's like, no, man, no, no, no. You know, because... <laughs> People forget, I mean, uh, of course, I mean, you can drink, um, can drink ayahuasca a thousand times, two thousand times. There, was all, there will always be something else to be addressed. There will be always something else to be refreshed, to be removed, to be added, to be ascended, ascended, whatever. Um, this, this is my teaching that I, uh, that I did, uh, did a retreat. Um, so uh, on the retreats, per se, on the, so on the, um, uh, sorry. The facilitator part of the things, well, as I um, got, you know, close in contact with darkness, as I told you, um, I, I, when I was, I was kind of considering, even sometimes to this day, like, I want this, um, I want this. And um, the funny thing was always that ayahuasca was always bringing me at the end of each Tough night. She was she always like that, that my back up. Well done boy. Keep going. I was like, I don't want to keep going, I don't want this, you know. Keep going, keep going. She was always saying like keep going, keep going, keep going. She never left me, you know. She left me to see those dark things because that was part of my um that was part of my school, you know. That was part of my school. And it was funny as well because she teach me as well, you know, because 
I was, um, what can I say as well? Um, I had to learn, uh, relearn myself, uh, I had to learn how to, um, to live with the, the medicine diets. So um, the diet is not only in the diet center. It's when you come out here, I mean, I don't live like before, I don't pour, I rarely drink alcohol, maybe a glass of wine here and there, maybe I'll drink one Christmas. Um, I don't smoke marijuana. I used to smoke a lot of marijuana. I was, you know, marijuana was a thing to me, and it still is, and I still regard it as a lovely plant medicine. So in that sense, I will always love it, but I had to learn that I cannot smoke marijuana and do ayahuasca. Um, it doesn't work for me. Although you may say that, like, you know, but the Santa Bainu, yeah, they, they use Santa Maria, they smoke the, 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 the marijuana as well as sacrament on this on this ceremony, which I find it fantastic how people can really, you know, drink a good glass of medicine and smoke some marijuana on top. It's just like, wow, you guys are somewhere else. But for me, it doesn't work. So, um, well, this, this also brings me to something else, which is, you know, a lot of people are saying, like, for also for the French people diets or, um, or the Mesisa diets, some people are saying, like, oh, you should never smoke marijuana, you should never smoke marijuana. Is marijuana, um, yeah, it's a beautiful plant, but it's also a um, dark plant, and is it has this sticky vibe to it, which is the THC oil, uh, so that the spirit of that stickiness will, um, will, will attract, like, low vibrational entities or whatnot. I'm like, okay, well, great, good to know, but why then in that culture, it's okay to smoke marijuana? And you know what I want to get at? Like as in it's different for the same plant as a different uh, point of view from a different, um, from different traditions, basically. So um, then I start to think to myself, well, more than, you know, you cannot do this or you cannot do that, you have to do what works for you. <laughs> You know, what doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I had learned that marijuana wasn't working for me anymore when I was in ayahuasca. And I guess also some um, some some darkness might have, might have come from that as well. I don't know. could be. It was for a while, maybe for a year, you know, after diets or after retreats, I used to smoke a lot of weed. Because that, that's just something that I do, you know that I used to do when also playing reggae bands and uh, you know smoking weed is like the sacrament of the rest I want to say <laughs> so it was always like um, you know oh, just like that moment sorry man my, my battery is running on you know what's happening yeah no you had to, you had to fit the part sorry with the with the Rasta band, you had to fit the part. Yeah, said your heart, sorry? Yeah, you had to fit the part by smoking marijuana. <laughs> it was just part of the deal. It was kind of like, yeah, my everybody's burning here. <laughs> so yeah, man. Um, <laughs> so I had to um I had to kind of uh, stop smoking weed and um um, and as I was saying, like uh, the diet is not only at the diet center, so it's the life you live here. Um, so I don't eat pork for years. I don't drink alcohol, smoke weed. 
I think any other substances. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm careful who I hang out with, what music I listen, programs I watch. I don't watch them much of it anymore. But now, of course, you're home, so maybe watch more documentaries, podcasts, uh, movies, whatever. Uh, but um, I have to kind of like pretend that I'm on my uh, that I'm on my tumble, but back here <laughs> in the city. Although I'm kind of lucky that I live quite close to the uh, countryside, so I can I don't see cars from the other street trees and plants. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a tumble life I live. You know, luckily I can um, live this type of life. Okay, I don't have to go every day. Nine to five, nowhere. I'm just here. I, you know, play music and learning more Icaros and melodies and watching the food and life. And yeah, and trying to um, stay as clean as possible. So, um, so that will also reflect on um, on the ceremony. Um, so yeah, and that's the. Um, so that's the part of the facilitator. So now for the part of the, for my personal part of uh, spiritual growth and all, I can say that, yeah, it's been, it's been wonderful in many, in many senses. Um, because I mean, then again, I'll repeat myself as be of service uh, for others. It's, and it's like the ultimate, um, the ultimate deal for me because I wish, you know, Because once I once I got past this um, things of like uh, childhood trauma, um, um, anxiety, some fears, uh, you know, some paranoia, and once I got past that phase, then I started to feel the pain of the world, and the pain of the collective. Once the, the medicine has made me feel like the pain of humanity. The pain of animals, the pain of the atmosphere. <laughs> that felt so heavy, man. That felt really heavy. I could feel that pain like deep in my core. I could feel that pain. And I guess, and I guess in there, um, I signed a contract in there after that. I think I signed a contract of like, yo, I'm going to help lift this pain out of you. Pachamama, because she was talking to me, I couldn't really feel her. It was like she was pleading to me, like, help me. You know, look at all this pain, feel all this pain. Look at all the misery people are going through. You know, everything. <laughs> you need your help. And I think I, I signed a contract on that man. But yo, I mean, I'm, I'm here. And it doesn't matter how, I will, I will help you always, always. And then, you know, if I was conscious already of like not doing pollution or helping the next man or, you know, being helpful at all times or being not standing up for the people that the ones who cannot speak up for people who cannot. So if I was conscious before, then I became like a hundred thousand times even more conscious about, about that need of being of service. Because you know, the the ones that work for for the other side, they are they are always in service. 
So the more of us step up to be in service, you know, the more uh, our efforts is guided and guided. Mm -hmm. Guarded our human beings, but guided, guarded the, the guarded the earth and guided the human beings, especially in this time of confusion, you know. And um, we need to step up in our own ways. Doesn't matter what we do with um, in our own ways. Everybody's gotta put on the work. And um, and I feel that you know that this this has been allowed. This allowed me to 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 really um, embody this this thing because before just an idea, a concept, or uh, you know, or an intention. You know, because many many years ago I thought that you know being a rebel was you know to get wasted and you know, kick the rubbish bin and. <laughs> And sing a couple of uh, punk rock tunes against the system, but what are you doing? Hey, you're doing what you know. That's a start. Great, yes. But so that's why I say that you know maybe I was doing that before, but unconsciously, and then I became I I turned all that into the conscious, and we start to work on myself so then I can help others to reach their potential, so that they can also help others that can reach their potential. And this is like, it's a change that just things, things just start to happen, happening and developing and spreading, hopefully. Yeah. What would you, what would you say to, to, to someone who's interested in doing this work? Someone who, um, maybe, maybe they worked with plant medicine and they, they feel this call to, to go deeper, to facilitate, or uh, because I think that's happening more and more. But, but people are really kind of unsure how to do that, whether that's the path for them. Do you have any advice to those people, or anything you've you've kind of picked up along the way? Because I think for all of us, in a way, it, it's kind of very strange how we came to these paths. I mean, <laughs> um, there's um, certainly not like a concrete path that's that's laid ahead for someone who wants to do this but what are or are there maybe certain qualities in a person that would be conducive to that i mean obviously like having the calling in, in the first place and then uh, how does one go about that just just through drinking through dieting mm. yeah um yeah obviously it works different for everybody but um definitely the pause are um, and if the poll is there, then you can answer it in a, in a very honest way to ourselves. Because there's also a lot of stuff happening, which is uh, um, people are getting uh, with one or two ceremonies, they're getting, you know, okay, now I'm God, I can see God, I can talk to God, I'm God, and I can. Just work because of the plants have told me that I'm a god. Um, I guess, I guess patience and perseverance would be the things that I would um, definitely advise because, I mean, you have, let us say, you have a set of 
you gotta say 12 ceremonies. You do one, two, three, four ceremonies, and you think you're God and this and that. But I would say, like, no, wait until the 11th ceremony so that you can actually confirm that. And then on the 12th, you make decisions. Or not. But I just, I just, I just always found so many moving parts, as in, like, nothing is as it seems. So patience in the sense of, like, okay, let these things flow and let it. Uh, solidify in, let it, you know, um, let it marinate, let it, let it let you feel the call, let it let you understand what that is and if it is for you or not, because it's very, it's very easy to be mistaken as well. Because obviously, the, I mean, the medicine is a beautiful poet and she gives you beautiful um, insights in ways that you're like, wow, my God, yes. Sure, of course I'm God. I'm gonna change the world. Yes, you are, but be patient to know if you are going on the right path to change your own world first and then go and help other people change their own world. Because it's very easy to be um, stuck or lost in this concept of like, yo, I'm I'm the man. And you stay there, but you don't go deep in there and do the work. It makes you be the man, if there is the man. You understand? So um, it's very important to, to do your own work deeply because you cannot run. There's, you, know, you cannot run. <laughs> you can run, but there's no hiding. There. It's just like everything is known in spiritual realms. There's no, there's no hiding place. So even if you can go out there and fool a couple of people like whatever. There's no running from the medicine. From ayahuasca. And then if you die plants and trees, then you will really understand that there's no hiding place here. So um my, yeah my, my advice would be like if somebody wants to do this work, yeah. It's to to, to go there and as deep and as high and as low and as wide as you can and explore what's uh, what's inside of you. It's such a such a big world inside of us that we we have no idea. I mean I had no idea that this this this, this was even possible to have this, this depth inside of my uh, my being. So um Hadn't I go to the jungle and we stay there and lose 10 kilos and just focus on the medicine and not eating for days and doing dozens of ceremonies? Hadn't I do, done that? I, I couldn't come here to Europe and, and serve other people. You know? Then again, I cannot judge other people. There are there are plenty of people that are doing medicine all over the world. But um, yeah, some people go and diet, some people don't diet. My advice is if you want to serve medicine, diet. Because uh, diet is um, that's when you understand what you were doing and what you are doing and what will you do from now on. It's like a paradigm shift. It's like 
from day to night, night to day, it's just uh, different things. It, it happened to me that, that way. And, um, and I have a feeling for, for, I mean, for the dieters, because then, of course, there are the dieters, and the, the, the dieters will confirm that. But the diet's just, it's a, it's a different ballgame, it just changes everything. And it puts you on the right place of healing because you have the right tools, because you have the information from the plants and the trees. You have, you, know, uh, you have received the vibration of the plants because you know you've been so deep in, into their realms. So you get you get the medicine. You get the medicine from the plants and the trees. So once you get the medicine. Then you can give the medicine, you know. And uh, by this, I'm not saying that other people that don't have diets, they, they don't have medicine. They have medicine, of course. A clean heart and love in your heart, and a good positive attitude and you know, a sense of wanting to help other people is medicine. It's pure medicine. But if in, if on top of that you go and get the medicine from the plants and the trees and all that, then you are on the good path to be a uh, male or you were, you know. That's what I really think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, so what's what's life like for you now? You're you're back in Europe, and you're you, you started running ceremonies there. Yes, um, I did ceremonies until so we are in December now. My last one was in September, and then October I went to the Netherlands as well. So, um, but now November, December, um, yeah, as you know, I just became a father now, so I'm kind of like, this is my ceremony right here right now, just to be home. <laughs> and, you know, for, for a moment, uh, focusing on uh, my family. And um, as well, you know, all the situation that's going on, you know, lockdowns and this and that, you know, I don't, I don't want to have that stress for a moment. Let, let me just uh, focus on my own family for a moment. And um, yeah, and then we'll see, you know, because um, I think it's also important to work on this now. Because, um, yeah, uh, people are going crazy, man. People are losing their minds because this is just like, you know, people, I mean, this has never happened before. Uh, I mean, if it did, it was like many, many, many years ago. So people that are alive in this generation, you know, I don't remember being locked in the house, not being able to travel, to fly. I mean, I don't remember this. And a lot of people don't remember this. So this is me. Um, so people that are forced to be at home right now, and, uh, not being able to socialize or do whatever they want, or to go on whatever they want, or to make their own money on people's uh, liberties and survival is depending on them. It's, it's, a lot of businesses have been closed. Obviously, so there's, there's a lot of, uh, it's a difficult time for many families. You know? um, so it's a time that more than ever, like workers, people that work with a good purpose, with a good heart, should step up and help other people. Because, you know, the dark side is doing a good, good job and, and you can see it daily. So, um, yeah, but just for me at the moment, it's time to, to be able to leave my family for a moment. But you know, um, can stand still for a long, so probably going to go and diet as soon as, uh, as, uh, as the borders are open. 
And, um, and after that, I'm just gonna you know, jump out there again and just keep going, man. Right? Yeah. Yeah, man. One, uh, one question I always like to ask is, uh, what, do you, what do you think these plants are trying to teach us? What do you think these plants are trying to teach humans? Teach us as a whole. Then again, you know, teaching us about love. Love, that's the ultimate call of the plants. That's all. That's all they're doing. <laughs> all the things they are doing, you know, showing, you know, and giving. It's, it's love. It's for us to understand you know, that, that we came from love. We are love, and it's beautiful. Although, um, also, I mean, we live in our individual. And, Cells, but we are not alone. We, you know, we are one. And what they want to do is to rejoice with that, with that knowledge, and to, to understand that in this unity and this oneness, we will find that love that we are looking for. You know, but reminding us that first we have to connect to that love inside of ourselves, so that then we can. Connect with the rest of the world and just be, man. Just, uh, just be, just be good with yourself and others. That's all the points I ask. Yeah. Yeah, well, great, brother. Is uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? I, I know you've got a family to give back to, but anything <laughs> we really like to, you'd like to talk about? Um, can I play a song? Yeah, man, that'd be that'd be perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you know, I, I just you know, I just feel that um, of course, there's always so much more to be said, right? Yeah. But um, but after you get down to the to the thing that you know, this love, it's the ultimate goal, the ultimate destination. Then yeah, the rest is just uh doesn't get any, <laughs> you know, it doesn't get any bigger than this, maybe more special than this. But yeah, this is it, man. Uh, love, 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 love. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be a great way to end it. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, I'm going to play a song. I really love this song. I always play this one in several ways. Um, this is from... Um, uh, a really well-known uh, Peruvian uh, medicine musician. His, his name is Artur Mena. Mm. I don't know if you know him, but uh, if you don't, just um, uh, look him up. Artur Mena. Vuela como lo conoce. And uh, I always, you know, when I get songs, I always just try to do my own thing. It's like, it is his song, but then I kind of made it. <laughs> Mine sort of thing, as in like, you know, tweaks and bits over there. So yeah, let us uh, enjoy that, yeah? <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> uh, that was great, man. Thank you. Thanks, man. This was the, the short version of it, but yeah. Hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Did you say that was by again? Uh, Artur Mena. Artur Mena. Artur Mena. I'll send you a link from him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was great, brother. If uh, if if people want to get in touch with you, if they're if they're interested in in maybe doing ceremony with you sometime or, or reaching out to you about anything, what's what's the best way for them to do that? Um, sure, I can um, or I can even give you my email address, or um, you can also check my musician page, and from there you can send me a message there, and then I'll do things outside of Facebook. I prefer. Um, you can check my musician page, which is Edzy Frequency. Uh, hopefully, you can uh, put a link together with this. Uh, and, uh, from there, you can drop me a message, and then uh, you can go forward from from there. Yeah, man, I'll I'll put those links in the show notes. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've already recommended a couple people to you, and uh, you know, it's we, we've only known each other a short time. It's it's only been the last year we've been working together, and then the pandemic. So. Uh, but you're you're a really good guy, man. I've got a lot of respect for you, and you, you genuinely, when when you say you you have a desire to help people, I I really see that. And, you know, a lot of people say that, but it's uh, you know, with with you, I really see it comes from a place deep within your heart. And so I I really respect you, and I think people uh, if if they sit in ceremony with you, they're they're in good hands. And uh, <laughs> thanks, man. 
got a good soul. So I know it's crazy times, but I, I, I hope, uh, you know, I hope things begin to open a little bit and get to work. And, uh, I hope we get to see each other again, you know, whether it's at the temple or, or sometime in Europe, uh, cause it's, it's been a pleasure working with you and getting to know you. So. Sure, man. Likewise, brother. Likewise, yeah. man. Always so much to learn. Yeah. And congratulations yeah. on being a father, man. I know that's a big, that's a big life change. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different role now. It's a different story now. But it's beautiful, man. It's so beautiful. Yeah. So many beautiful things with it. So uh, what a blessing. It's about time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah hopefully someday you come and meet him. Man. <laughs> I'd love to, man. I'd love to. Yeah. 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 Nice song, bro. Well, thanks so much, Eduardo. It's, it's been a pleasure, my friend, and uh, keep in touch. And uh, anything to come, let me know, and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let you know when, when we release the show, but uh, pro- probably next week sometime. And, uh, and I wish you all the best. Thank you, my brother. Thank you so much, man. Keep up the good work, man. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much, man. Blessings. All right, everybody, that is it. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Eduardo. Um, he's a really good guy. I, I like him a lot. Um, unfortunately, with the pandemic, we haven't seen each other in a long time, but he, he seems like he's doing well in Portugal. He just started a new family, and uh, I hope he's able to, to get back to work as, as soon as possible, whether that's in Europe or, or back here in Peru. So uh, that's it for this week's show. Um, if you're able to support the show uh, through donation, that's a really big help. It's possible possible via PayPal through direct donation and also Patreon. Patreon uh, is really nice in that it gives you a lot of added benefits. So you give and you also receive something back. Uh, Early access to shows, extended interviews, bonus material, Q&As. So that's a a really nice way to support the show. Um, If you're not able to do that, if you can go on the YouTube page, Universe Within podcast homepage, and subscribe to the show, uh, turn on the notification bells, and like the video, that's a really big help. And with the audio version going on Apple Podcasts, subscribing and leaving a starred rating and a review. Um, I've got some good guests coming up. Um, I think the next show is going to be with my friend Brian James, who's a yoga teacher who I've also worked with. Um, he has a lot of uh, experience with plant medicine. He's a musician and just a really interesting guy. He's, uh, I, I really respect how he views yoga and, and this plant work. So that should be a really good conversation. Um, and then uh, uh, the following week, I'm not sure. And then uh, the week after that, uh, hopefully I have Dennis McKenna coming in, who's really one of the pioneers of this work. Um, we've been in contact, and uh, I think he's going to come on around mid-January. So that should be a really good interview as well. So thank you all for the support. Thank you for tuning in, and I will see you all in the next episode.